How's it going, everyone? I'm Mark. I'm Ian. And this is the Uncaped Crusaders Review. Alright, this week we're back to Batman the Animated Series. It's been a while since we've done that. We missed last week. Sorry about that, but couldn't be helped. It's been a very busy couple of uh, couple of weeks, I know, for me, both due to two different jobs, and I've been able to go to a lot of other events recently, so it's just, there's been a lot going on. Last week there was a lot. I went to the AEW show on Wednesday, I went to the Hawks game on Thursday, um, I did something else on Friday, there was just... Just a lot going on, so we missed it, but it's fine, because two of you listen anyway, so. Yeah, no apologies necessary. Not that big of a deal, but um, yeah, we're going to be back talking about three Batman animated series episodes today, of course, Movie Swap as well, um, but we got to start off with the very late news. Um, Ian, Warner Brothers are a bunch of morons. As if we didn't already know this. True. True, but we thought they were maybe less morons. Or at least they, they put people in charge and then leave them alone to not interfere. But no, right. Warner, Bro- Warner Brothers is always stupid. Yes, 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 they are. Because, well, they were smart enough to do, you know, the, the semi-batsuit reveal with, with the music and everything, which was awesome, which we talked about two weeks ago on the show. And we're like, wow, you know, they're on top of it. Good for them. This is cool. Uh, gets a lot of buzz. And then they immediately have the rest of the suit leaked, like, within a matter of days. And it's just like, because we're all sitting, oh, yeah, I guess they'll release the full stuff, you know, within a day or two before they start filming outside in public areas. Yeah. Uh, but no, no, they they didn't. And so now we've seen the full suit. And, of course, now everyone can complain because right. it's the stunt suit, which never is the same as the real no. suit, ever. I mean, and a bunch of people on Twitter pointed that out, putting out, you know, pictures of the the Nolan bats, the stunt suit for Christian oh, Bale, yes. which is terrible. Uh, it's like I think the guy's wearing like jeans or something in one of them, and yeah. uh, you know, the, the goofy looking, terrible cosplay looking stunt suit from Batman vs Superman, right. You know, like, it, 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 that's not accurate. It's not accurate. It's a stunt suit. Like, it's way yeah. bulkier. He's riding a motorcycle. He has a bunch of pads on underneath it. Yeah, like, I, I love how, like, overreacting people are. It's like, one, yeah, it's a stunt suit. It's clearly a stuntman. That's, like, you can tell just by the jawline. It's not Robert Pattinson. Um, and then, like, of course, like, the, again, the problem with filming in actually, like, in actual location and not on a green screen is that, the set photos get leaked because people right. can spectate and, you know, take pictures. And the problem is that most costumes don't look good in broad daylight, no lighting, no, no. type of VFX touch-up or anything. No like camera, any... you know, the exactly. filter on the camera. Like, yeah, no, no. Like, like every, like, lighting and, and atmosphere and you know, the camera lens, like, those all make a huge difference in having the suit actually look actually yes. looks like thematic and cinematic like when again you, you take any suit even the coolest one ever you put it in broad daylight on some guy just on his coffee break it's gonna look stupid right so it's like I mean, everybody needs to just calm down and stuff like this is even cooler it just even 
further goes to show how cool how cool just movie making is and, yeah and the whole the, the craft magic. the craft of movie making because it is it takes something that looks it can take something that looks very boring and, and not great and then makes it look awesome I mean, yeah, just, just just irregular movies where it's just, oh, yeah. you know, an interior scene in a modern day house. You look, you know, if you even like when you see behind the scenes stuff on movies, when they're just shot with a regular camera and, you know, stuff like that. You're like, man, this looks terrible. And then you watch the movie and you're like, oh, it looks great. Yeah. Yeah. So people need to calm down. Um, yeah. People people need to calm down. But Warner Brothers yeah. is dumb for not jumping on this ahead of time. Yeah, I mean, because what we got was awesome. But yeah, it's like, I mean, I feel like no matter what they have put out, I mean, people will still find something to complain about. Obviously, there's uh, the butthurt Snyder fans who are trying to torpedo. Oh, those people don't count. Yeah, but I mean, but there's plenty of people like, oh, you know, who've already made up their minds that no matter how good the movie ends up being or how good Robert Pattinson ends up being, it won't be as good as uh, Ben Affleck or even uh, the Christopher Nolan Batman movies, too. There's, there's of course, going to be the haters and bias. Sure. yeah, like let's 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 wait till we see a trailer and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I I, I totally agree. But yeah, but yeah, I, so think, they're, that was... I think they're done uh, filming in Scotland though. Wow, already. Yeah, I, I forget where they're moving to next, but yeah. Wow. Well, fair enough. But um, yeah. So that's that's going on. Obviously, that was pretty big uh, back you know a week and a half ago when uh when that happened and not nothing's happened since then. So really. You know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. There's not really much else going on in the movie uh, and anything with other superhero movies. Um, but there is pretty big news with DC Comics as Dan DiDio left. Yeah. So that's that's big. Co-publisher. Well, now, well, speaking of which, also freaking movie news. Freaking Bob Iker is gone as CEO of Disney. Yeah. 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 That. Yeah. That's very true too. Bob Iker gone. Who would have ever thought he would have been gone before Kathleen Kennedy? Yeah, so everyone's hoping that that will also mean that Kathleen Kennedy is soon to follow. But it's like you until I, until I see her smoldering corpse, like <laughs> I, I am not because I've heard. I mean, we were saying this after Solo. We were saying this after Last Jedi. That oh, she's got to be gone now. And it's yep. like until I get it in writing, until I see her make that stupid lawyer speech about oh, I just wanted to go my own way and everything. I will yep. not believe it. But uh, I yeah, am with you. Quite the sudden shakeup. Yeah, apparently the guy that got to replace Bob Iger is the guy who's been running the uh, Disney parks. It's like, that guy? Well, <laughs> like the, the, uh, the, the parks aren't doing so hot. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Sure. Why not? I, I mean, I'm sure it's all political. Who knows yeah. like how they actually do it? But it's like, of all people, the, the guy who right now, like, the, the Star Wars theme park was a complete disaster. Yes, and even the And re- even the regular uh, Disney parks have been, like, breaking down and people getting hurt constantly. Mm-hmm. Like... Yeah, like ticket prices are going up and attendance is going down. So, uh, didn't uh, didn't one of the Jungle Cruise things sink? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what's going on. I guess they're cutting oh, costs man. and so stuff is like literally just falling apart. But my god, yeah, that's so that's so funny. I love oh, it. It is hilarious. I love it. It's great. I, I, I'd love to see all of Disney go down, but unfortunately not. Yeah. Um. But anyway. But Dan Dio leaving is weird. Um, apparently, there's a bunch. Of, I've heard a bunch of stuff about this. Like whatever, some they're doing some relaunch for like the fifteenth time. Yeah. And uh, apparently, I I heard a thing that like it might 
they uh who's the who's the parent company of um DC Comics? I don't remember now. Uh you mean Warner Brothers? I know it's it's uh like the comics division like who uh, oh god uh I don't remember what it was but apparently I, there's I, a rumor that it'll be completely shut down if like this huh. next relaunch doesn't work or doesn't help Well just because like comics are selling? I uh, yeah, I guess. I mean I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, it's a shame though. It is, yeah, but yeah, like I mean I I can't say, you know, I'm part of it cuz I haven't been following DC comics in forever. Yeah, I know. I I have I have not read comics regularly since 2014 15 yeah i was gonna say 15 it's yeah. been at least five years God, since yeah. i've cared and it's just it's too expensive that's the yeah, biggest I, thing it's too expensive that that's ultimately the reason um there's not a comic shop directly close to here i mean they're not too far from here but there's not one like down the street. There used to be back in like 2011 or 10. Yeah, did that one go started. out? Yeah, yeah, it's been gone for a while. Yeah, um, that one's gone. Um, I, but I mean, there, there are some within like you know, not not too far, but yeah, yeah, like, I know, right here. But oh. yeah, when I was in Athens, there was one like I don't know, 20 minutes away in one of the other cities, and I went there for a while, and then and just stopped eventually because it's just too expensive to keep buying keep buying books yeah. that's the problem well, it, it, it's a shame it is. it is yeah i mean at least we have all the oldies to go back to but true true um it's harder to find yeah yeah the last modern comic i read was recently i hadn't read any for a very long time and i read that like spider-man life story from this past year it was an interesting okay. idea because it started. I think I talked about it. It started in like 1963 or four, whenever Spider-Man started, and it basically went from if that character aged normally through hmm. all the years, like up to now, like because it's like seventy, yeah. you know, or seventy-fifth anniversary or whatever it is, fiftieth anniversary or something of Spider-Man. Yeah, not seventy, like fiftieth. So it's like ageism in real time, like th- over those 50 years. Oh. And you see like, you know, him go through the Vietnam War and, and all these other things. Really interesting idea. Uh, the problem is it's all like alternate stuff. So everything like like they don't even follow milestones, really, which I mean, I guess I get in a little bit because you got to change some stuff with the age thing. But like they just totally make up their whole new stuff and it that kind of was mm-hmm. annoying but it's an interesting idea and it's not it wasn't bad yeah, but yeah. i didn't really like that, that yeah i don't just, know about the longevity of that it's, it's like a novel idea it's cool but like yeah. yeah i don't i don't know how long you can sustain well it's it, this was just a uh like a trade like it was just a couple of, of issues it wasn't like a long oh, run okay. yeah. anyway but uh yeah so so a lot of different stuff going back and forth I have nothing movies to talk about because I've seen nothing, literally nothing. I I I have not seen anything since Parasite. Wow. Okay. Uh, uh, the eleventh. Other than for Movie Swap, I have not seen anything since the eleventh. Uh, <laughs> anything seen one. new? Yeah, I've I've only seen one. Uh, granted, yeah, there's nothing in theaters, and I don't know when there's going to be anything worth seeing in theaters. Part of me wanted annoying. to go and see Sonic. And then I just haven't had time yeah. and did not care enough to make time. I, I, I don't think I can. I've, I'm, 
don't care. Never cares. I'm glad <laughs> it's doing either. well. I don't like, care glad, either. I'm glad it's doing well, and I'm glad it's a great example of like what happens when you actually listen to fans and right. do the right thing. I'm glad they're being rewarded for it, oh, but for I sure. still still could not take me to see that movie. But um, yeah. Now I've seen one movie, and uh, that was actually last night, and I saw uh, Jojo Rabbit finally. It's about freaking time, man. I watched yeah. that again a couple of days ago because I bought it. I got, I got nice. it on Blu-ray, and I watched it. I showed it to both my parents. Um, oh, did they like it? Yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah, I, I really, I really like that movie. I really yeah, do. It makes really me laugh so much. Oh, I mean, I, I laughed out loud a couple of times. Um, it, it got a lot more serious and sad than I was expecting it to. Yeah, it does. Uh, it throws you for a loop, man. The, the the big one is I did not see that coming and it, it catches you by surprise. Mm-hmm. So, oh damn! And it's uh, and it's done so well. It is yeah because it's foreshadowed the whole time. Yeah, enough, I, enough to where you notice, but you don't. Yeah, you don't think anything of it. You just think, it, oh, fancy movie shot or something like that. Yeah, like I knew they were because they kept showing like you know we're we're being vague here, but like yeah, they kept emphasizing something. I'm like, why are they emphasizing that? And then I'm like, it's kind of pale. See, I didn't later. even get. I didn't even think it was done that much to where I was like, "Why are they emphasizing this?" I just thought that was just an artistic choice of the way they were shooting it. Just uh, seeing more it. of his reaction to stuff. And, yeah, well, uh, they did like the same shot like two or three times. And I noticed it. I was like, "This is weird." Mm-hmm. And then, uh, then you find out why. And it's like, "Oh God!" But yeah, it was really well done. But no, it was. It, it blends the uh, the tones perfectly. I think it does. Um, because the beginning is hilarious. I mean, oh, the first so funny. fifteen minutes, like the, the part that just got me is like, everything you know, when on that first day of camp. Oh yeah, it's just <laughs> I mean, hilarious. But uh, the the part that got me is when you know Sam Rockwell is, is showing a demonstration on how to throw the grenade, and then you know <laughs> Jojo Rabbit has this triumphant moment where he grabs the grenade and goes <laughs> full Leroy Jenkins. And he's running. He throws a grenade and hits the tree and comes right back and just blows himself up. <laughs> but then it just, but then it just cusses Sam Rockwell and he just goes, "Don't do that." <laughs> <laughs> See what he did? Don't do that. <laughs> like no. he has no, like no expression whatsoever. He's like, "Just don't be that guy." <laughs> My favorite part of that moment is, uh, is right after that when there's that little montage of him being like wheeled to the hospital. Yeah. And all that and you see him being wheeled through the you see like him, him laying there and him like wake up and it's all groggy it's all from his perspective and everyone's like over him they're like oh no and then you see you see taika wati he said look come over oh. and like jojo and just looks at him and just goes ah and just passes out <laughs> oh man i'm telling you no, no. every single time taika wati's on screen i pretty much laugh the whole time yeah i, I, I would have liked a little bit more i feel like um um but I, I, I guess they kind of, you know, they didn't want it to be too much. That, that over guy the just top. makes me laugh. Oh, he's hilarious, and he it is such a laugh. funny, weird role for Adolf Hitler to be this little yeah, boy's man. Well, he's not friend. Adolf Hitler. That's the whole point. Oh, that, yeah, I mean, yeah. Like he's literally not. He's not anything. No. He's just. It's just such a great idea of this, you know, fanatical kid's view of Adolf Hitler as his yeah. imaginary friend. It's just. Oh, it's great. His, his friend, the oh, other... Oh, yeah, Yorkie. That guy was great as well. Oh, my God. He, that kid was that so That kid is... That is such a great comedic actor. How, uh, how old is he? Eight, nine, whatever he is? Yeah. That kid's comedic timing and 
deadpan delivery is oh amazing. Might be the best I've ever seen from a kid. He's like a little Ricky Gervais almost. Just no-sells everything, and it's <laughs> so funny. Yeah, I love the part where, like, uh, it's right before like, the, the town gets attacked, and uh, Yorkie's, like, telling him about, like, the Warriors. Like, no, everybody's coming. He's like, the Americans are here, the Russians are here. <laughs> He's like, the only friends we have are the Japanese. Is like, and I could be wrong, but they don't look very Aryan. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, or when he just comes in in a paper suit yeah. and he's like, yeah, it's this new kind of material. It's made to feel and look like paper. Well, just the idea that like, he's a freaking like, they, they made him a yeah, soldier. Made him like, a the, soldier. <laughs> scene where he's carrying the, the giant bazooka and like <laughs> Jojo says, oh, he's like, Jojo, he puts it down and just blows up a building. He's like, oh man. <laughs> and like, he no sells that too. He's just, oh yeah. man, like he's great. Very unsung no, hero he, of that movie. That kid is awesome. Well, I know. Um, I know <laughs> he's blowing up now. I think he's gonna be because they're doing a reboot of Home Alone. Of course, I'm pretty sure he's gonna be the main character. Uh, I don't care. Don't, I don't care. care. Nope. Sure. Don't care. Doesn't exist. Yeah, Doesn't but I'm exist. glad. I'm, I'm glad he's like getting work and. Oh yeah, we'll for sure. One. Yeah, that yeah, guy's great. Yeah, I mean, both of them were really good. But yeah, <sighs> everybody was really good. I thought Scarlett Johansson was better in this than she was in Marriage Story. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I haven't seen Marriage Story, and I still agree. You don't, you don't, this this you might be my the best I've seen Scarlett Johansson in any movie. Because I'm, yeah, I mean, I, li- I like her, but yeah. I, don't, I don't think she's, like, amazing or anything. Never blow me away. I, uh, yeah, but other than, other than her as Black Widow. Yeah. I mean, she's so good in this movie, and she's playing such a weird role that has to do so many tones and balance so many different things. Yeah. With this over the top goofy character, but with like this grounded seriousness at the base of it. Like, I don't even know, but it's very impressive. Yeah. So it's like watching this is like, God, this is one more movie. I wish I had one best picture over Parasite. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I was just, I mean, this movie had no shot of winning a best picture. I, I was so happy it was nominated, though. Yeah, and at least it won a original screenplay. It did win original screenplay. Yeah. I think it was the only thing it won for, but yeah. Man, I forgot all about that. Yeah, Taika Waititi is an Oscar. Oscar What's his winner. name? Uh, oh my gosh, what what is the last name of the kid? It's Roman. Oh, I didn't see something. Uh, that guy's amazing. Oh, he's right? great. He plays Jojo. That guy, that is fantastic. Yeah, and the, the girl who played um, Elsa, I've seen her a couple yep. of your films, but she was really good. Yeah, everybody's great. Like you said, even Rebel Wilson's good. I know. It's the first time I've ever not wanted to shoot Rebel Wilson in a, in a movie. And then the part where she's just sending the kids with the grenades, and she's like, okay, go give them a hug. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> that was by far the the funniest part with her. She just, like, tapes this grenade to the back of this kid yeah. and just like, alright, go give an American a hug. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, my god. <laughs> oh, that was very funny. But that no, I, I, funny. I really enjoyed it. I um, Yeah, it's definitely one of my favorites of the year, and yeah, I would still have like 1917, Once Upon a Time, Horvath's Ferrari, uh, then this. Yeah, I. Uh, this picture. I had this, I think five. Yeah, I had this five. I had it behind yeah, it Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, um, Endgame, Ford vs. Ferrari, Probably. 1917, and then JoJo Rabbit. Yeah, yeah, good year. Yeah, this was the funniest movie I saw of the year. It's the funniest movie I've seen in many years. A long time. Yeah. So. For sure. Uh, yeah, it was very well done. It was great. Nice. 
Sam yeah, Rockwell is yeah, great. As he's, always. he's great in everything. Everything, every scene with him or Taika Waititi made me laugh. He's got he's got a really cool little character arc at the end too. I like. He does. He does. Yeah. Stephen Merchant makes an appearance. Yeah, brief but great. Not even trying to do a German accent. It's great. Oh, no, I, I love it. I watched all the bonus features on the on the Blu-ray, and he was saying he was like, "Yeah, so I, you know, got the role, and I'm not an accent person at all. So I no. tried for like a couple of months, an accent coach, with German accent, all this stuff, and then I was able to get the lines down, and everything. And then as soon as I get to set, he's like, "Yeah, you know, let's just change it up and do what you want." And he's like, "I, I can't improvise and do." a German accent. He's like, nah, don't even worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, like in this movie, like I was surprised that like some of the actors even tried like, uh, to me, I would have been perfectly fine if none of them did. And most of them are fine though. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I didn't, none of them really. And again, it's, it's probably just cause it's a comedy, but none of them to me yeah. stood out as really all that bad other than his just not being there. Um, yeah, I mean, like they're 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 over the top and they go in and out. But again, it's like you're they're not held to the same standard as that they were trying to make a serious right. movie. Yeah, so it's like it's, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I do want every time I see how come Stephen Merchant hasn't been the next like huge horror movie villain. Yeah, I don't know. He's the most terrifying looking human being ever. Yeah, he is the I creepiest forget. looking face. Whenever he smiles, you're like, yeah, like. I want to run away. Yeah, it's like even in Logan, when he's playing a good guy, he looks creepy in that. Like, he could be such a great horror movie villain. He's tall and lanky and that creepy smile done up with some makeup and some lighting and stuff. Man, that'd be terrifying. Yeah, it's like Doug Jones is always like... You don't even have to have him act or anything. He could just be like this silent killer that looks creepy. Even that would work. Yeah, just just those eyes and like that if he smiled and like it was all dark. Yeah, it'd be terrifying. He's a yeah. creepy looking dude. It worked he well is. as the Gestapo. He did, yeah. Oh man, he's so great. He's just yeah, he's so funny. He's just walking around. And he's like, yeah, they, uh, you know, we always have. Yeah, they're always calling the Gestapo, saying, "Oh, there's a Russian hiding behind my fridge," and then we go and we look, and it's just black mold. So <laughs> not too far off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was great. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, but yeah, I'm glad you finally saw that. That's. That's yeah, a me too. really good movie. Yeah, so I haven't seen anything, so nothing I can say. Yeah, that's um, me. All right. Time to talk movie swap. Uh, this is from two weeks ago. Ian watched Sky High, I think, right? Did. Yeah, so Ian rewatched, I guess. We kind of cheated a little bit with the movie swap. And I watched uh, American Gangster. So, um, Ian, you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Uh, I want you to go first. I, I just talked about JoJo. Okay, fair enough. So, I saw American Gangster, a movie I had not seen, obviously, hadn't seen yet, and didn't really know anything about, other than I'd seen, like, the cover of it a bunch. Yeah, kind of came and went. And that's really it. Although, my, I know my dad watched it the other day, because he's been watching all of his movies that he has on DVD in alphabetical order recently. Um, I think he's in the Batmans right now. Oh, uh, God, yeah. But, uh... So actually, you just watched that, which is funny. But yeah, no, this. Um, I mean, I don't know. I don't know the real story with this at all right. or anything. But I really enjoyed this movie. I, I liked it a lot. Obviously, it's just a who's who of people. I mean, oh yeah, everyone in it is just 
outstanding. I mean, just th- th- this is one of the just biggest impressive casts I've seen in any movie. This would go up against any movie. Um, I mean, just you got Denzel, Russell Crowe. Um, I can never pronounce his name. See what that idea for? Yeah, yeah, that. Yep. Um, him. John, I mean, Josh, Josh Brolin, Brolin. Uh, Ted Levine. Ted Levine. Uh, um, John Hawks. Yep, John Hawks. Uh, uh, common Ti. Yeah, Common's in it. Yeah, Ti's in it. Um, Cuba Gooding Jr. Carla Gwin. Cuba Gooding Jr. Carla Gwin. Gwin. Whatever like Gwingino, from Watchmen. Gwingino. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, a name I can never pronounce either. Um. um yeah, a lot of. Let's see who else was in this. Uh, Idris Elba's in one scene. Yep. Yep. No, he's in two. Yeah, two. Yeah. Because he gets killed in the other one. Yeah, but that's it. He's in it for like five minutes. Uh, Joe Morton. Oh yeah, is yeah. in it. Uh, yeah, no, there. Uh, Kevin Corrigan's in it again. He was uh, in every in every single mid two thousands movie that's rated R. He is in it as either as either um, someone who's getting uh, pegged for money that that he owes, or he's a drug dealer. Like every single role, he's some small yep. time like drug dealer or something that has to get roughed up. Every single role, but I always see him. I was like, "Oh, it's Professor Professorson from Community." So <laughs> he's like the ultimate that guy because I never can remember his name, and then I have to look it up. It's like, "Oh yeah, Kevin Corrigan, of course." Yeah, oh, yeah. freaking Norman Reedus. Is he really? Yes, he's in the morgue. He's the detective. Uh, That's right. God damn. Yep, I noticed that. It's like Lincoln, you'll yeah. miss him. Yeah. No, there's 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 a lot of people that show up in this movie and several of them are just for very brief periods of time Um, yeah it's crazy yeah yeah i feel there's even more oh yeah i feel like there's even more guys like random other other pieces i've had to watch it again i watched a couple months ago but yeah like again like there's a lot in this movie it spans all over the world and all over this time period and yeah all these people involved it's it's very epic the amount of effort put into this thing, like, good gosh, like there's so many locations. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's, there, there's a lot that was put into this and I'm surprised, I guess it doesn't get more notice for just how vast it is, but yeah, it's, it's, it's about, it's loosely based, I think off the true story of Frank Lucas, yep. who takes over as a big time heroine, dealer in uh harlem is it in harlem because they always talk about new jersey i mean it's all over but yeah i think that he was based in harlem yeah it's like i thought that too but then i thought later they were in new jersey at some point i mean I yeah it's, it spans all over all over but, new york uh, and all over anyway so he he does that and what he decides to do is just go straight to the source in uh, southeast asia and skip all the middlemen smugglers and distributors and just basically buy his own heroin direct. So it's now pure heroin and he can sell it cheaper and just take over basically the drug corporation. He's able to do that because his, uh, like cousin, uh, is on a Vietnam base. Yeah. He's a soldier. Yeah. Over in Vietnam. This this, this is in the sixties. So that's so there and they smuggle it out from there. But uh, yeah, it's it's basically there's not really much of a plot uh, of the no. movie. It's just kind of him and his rise to, you know, taking over the drug ring, and then him having to deal with all the other criminals that don't like him, and then the cops, 
Uh, Dirty cops, yeah. So yeah, and Russell Crowe's in a he's a police detective, and basically, when the entire police force is corrupt, and he's like the only one that's not. Which is a great moment when he just turns in a, like a million dollars. Yeah. And I loved his partner. One, his partner is mad for obvious reasons, but he's also like, no, like no one will trust us again yeah, if we do the, this. The like, golden boys. Yeah, everyone will hate us and like yeah. in the department and everything. So that was that was really interesting. I liked that a lot. Um, my favorite moment, uh, character moment with Russell Crowe um, was that second scene in the uh, courtroom that when was amazing to, uh with it, is it with his ex-wife or which yes, one yeah well the, both of them are with his ex-wife but it's the second hearing that he goes to later where he they're just battling, like they're battling for custody of, of their son of their son and and uh yeah he basically just gives up and he's just yeah. like no no this is He's like, it's totally, he can't live in this. Like, this is terrible. This is terrible. And, but right before that, his wife has a great moment where she's like, he's talking about, she basically jumps on him and is like, you think you're, you know, this this good guy, this clean guy for not taking bribes. But really, that's the only thing you're hanging your hat on because you yeah. mess everything else up. And and it's basically your excuse to do wrong in every other category. I thought yeah. that was awesome. That was a great movie. Yeah, that was a really good scene. And um oh shoot. What what what's Yeah, but that that's I I've already blanked on her name. Who plays Carla, uh, what's her face? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, she she's great. And she's only in a couple of scenes and she's really really good. And, yeah, she's uh, always good. Sure, sure. But uh yeah, no, I I I think uh Russell Crowe is actually better than uh Denzel in this movie. I mean, to me that's like Duh. A given, but <laughs> I mean, I love Denzel, but like Denzel's yeah. Denzel, like he's not doing much in any of his movies. He is. Yeah, I, I like him more is, than you do, but yeah. I mean, I like him a lot, but just I don't, I don't get the big oh, the next Denzel is the next greatest actor. It's like, mm, no, he's a movie star. There, there's yeah. a difference, and I, I think that gets lost sometimes when people talk about Denzel. Denzel's Tom Cruise like they're the yeah. same actor they play themselves they have one character that they can shift and bend in different ways and they're amazing at it they have it perfected it's it's brilliant yeah. but it's yeah, the but same character yeah not a whole lot of range in terms of who they can play like in every single Denzel movie he's gonna have the moment when he uh confronts a guy who's done doing something dumb Makes him realize he's doing something dumb. Get on to yep. him for doing something dumb. <laughs> and makes him uh, himself realize it. Humiliates him. And then tells him not to do it again. Like every single movie. There's the same moment when he comes in. And you know the guy's. He's like okay. Uh, what have you been doing? Oh I've been doing this. Oh really? You think that's a good idea? You really think <laughs> you should be doing that? Why do you think you should be doing that? Do you ever think about how it reflects on me? And then how I have to do that? No, no, you didn't. I didn't think so. So what are you gonna yeah. do now? Yeah, you're not gonna do it. Yeah, exactly. Like it's there's one of those scenes, every single Denzel movie, guaranteed, and they're always yeah. great. They're always great. I'm not. I'm. This is not a negative at all. It's just something that I've noticed over the past couple of years of watching Denzel movies, and it just makes me laugh every time I see one. 
Yeah, it's weird because um, with this movie, like, I'm not a huge like drug because there are a lot of movies that are similar to this about the drug kingpin and how he, you know, comes to prominence as the whole rise and fall. I mean, Scarface is obviously the go-to one, and then you have plenty of others like Blow and you know a bunch of stuff. And usually they're not my favorite types of film, but I really like this one because I think it just it shows you kind of the bigger picture of everything. You get you know, the main character side, Frank Lucas, so you see the whole in and out of the drug business, but then you have the balance with Russell Crowe and the police side, and then you also see it from, like, just the perspective of the city and everything else and the corruption. So I like how it's more of a full package than your typical drug kingpin movie. Yeah, no, I, I, I completely agree. You have the whole family uh, yeah. of, of Denzel that gets gets involved in it. Brought in, yeah. Uh yeah, there's there's just a lot there's a lot going on in this movie without really much of a plot. It's not a plot driven movie whatsoever. No. And but I that but that works. It works so much better that way. It's just over these like decade or whatever of cops, you know, slowly trying to bring him down in different ways, but really it ends up just being Russell Crowe trying to basically do it on his own. Yeah, Which Jim is Gordon. always great too, and yeah, yeah. Russell Russell Crowe's just great as just the yeah, broken. I love Russell Crowe. The broken the broken cop character is just a classic movie character, and it it is for a reason because when it's played well, it's just great. Yeah, like he's not a stud. Like he, even though he he can be a badass, like you know he's he's a badass at the shootout in the end. But like I love how they show it early on. Like he has a fear of public speaking, and like you know again like all after he turns into money all the other guys in the department kind of hate him so i love mm-hmm. how he's not just like the hot shot loose cannon he's like come on chief i can get this guy <laughs> no damn it you you the mayor is up my ass like you don't you never get that scene. <laughs> oh man that just makes me think of community that's that's <laughs> another great episode of community when when annie and shirley are uh it's like April Fool's Day, and it always there's always stuff that gets out of hand. So the dean like deputizes them as security officers to help shut down like any April Fool's pranks. And Abed spends the whole episode following them, and they're like, "Why are you following us?" He's like, ah, "My my TV went out," so he's just following them. Like the whole time, he's like eating like uh, movie candy and stuff, just following them around. As they go about, and there's one scene they like mess they mess it up and, uh, you know they mess them up. They let someone get away and they they cause damage and all this stuff. So they're in the dean's office and he's just talking to him. He's like, yeah, you you know what are, what are you guys doing? You can't be doing all this stuff. And then Ovid's just like, no no no, you're doing it wrong. He's like, what 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 do you mean I'm doing it wrong? He's like, no here. He's like, all right, come on now listen. And he just does this straight up, like black police chief speech Cliche. to them and yeah. he's just like all right give me your guns your badges now i said <laughs> now you know and he's like he's doing that and then he's telling that the dean like the dean's doing stuff and he's like all right tell them tell them they have 24 hours it's like they do you have 24 hours to do that say you just got off the phone with the mayor i just got off the phone what the mayor what are you talking about like <laughs> uh, it's anyway that just makes me think of that which is great yeah there's none of that in this movie that that's the point no no thank god but uh, yeah, no, I really enjoyed this movie. I I I liked it a lot. It's very long. Whoo wee! It is. Yeah, and I, I watched forgot. the uh, I watched the uh, the unrated director's version. Oh, I don't even know if I've seen that. It's three hours long, and it is. I took three breaks. It is very long. My so, bad. I, I I didn't know it was that long. Yeah, because I don't think I'd ever seen the unrated. Well, the DV had the DVD had like both of them. And I was like, well, I mean, I'm already I here. Mean, yeah. So I mean, yeah, I, when in doubt, just you always should watch, it. especially with a 
a really Scott movie. His director's right. cuts aren't usually like the whole like, oh, here's a few extra scenes that you can tell why they were cut. Like a lot of his movies, like Kingdom of Heaven, like you watch the director's cut, and it's like this totally changes the movie. Well, I wouldn't know because that's the first time I saw it, so I don't know what yeah. the difference is. But so uh, I'll, I'll need to see. Yeah, but no, I enjoyed it. That. I I definitely enjoyed it. So a uh, little bit on this movie. This movie came out in 2007, had a budget of $100 million. Uh, it made just under $270 million uh, okay. worldwide, so probably just about broke even. Maybe yeah. made a little bit of money. Um, let's see. It's got a 7.8% or a 7.8 rating on IMDb. It's got a 36 on Letterboxd. And it's got an 80% critic rating on Rotten Tomatoes, 87% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. So across the board, good scores for uh, for this movie for sure. And definitely well-deserved. Definitely up yep. there with Ridley Scott movies too. It's oh, yeah. definitely yeah, in well, the, uh, well. probably the upper half of uh, Ridley Scott movies, I'd say for sure. Oh, for sure. All right. Moving to a very similar movie, Ian watched, uh, <laughs> watched Sky High again. Now, this is the first non- uh, first time movie we've done but i figured I it would count because there's no way ian remembered any of this movie really no and even watching it i was like i don't, even, I don't remember any of this and i mean i think i because when did it come out 2005? 2005 i saw this movie in the theaters at like age nine i remember seeing this i think i remember like at school they had played this as one of those like you know substitute teacher sure last week of school here you go and like yeah i was you know barely watching it but uh yeah so really this was my first time seeing it and uh it's, I mean, it is as early 2000 <laughs> live action Disney as it gets. Um, not, not known for great movies during that time period. Um, but this was just pure fun. Like, I mean, it, it's not Shakespeare. It's not freaking the Dark Knight or anything like highbrow. But it, like, it, 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 it works. Like, it just works as a. It, it does, man. It's a so entertaining. A, it is. I mean, the, the biggest credit to the entertainment has to go to obviously um kurt russell jeez man he gives it his freaking all and is having so much fun and that's what i love because like you know most actors like they would see the script they would see the costume and see the movie the type of movie like oh well this is an easy paycheck i just imagine freaking harrison ford it'd be like mm-hmm. fine i'll do this it's 20 million dollars i don't care but but dude kurt russell is fully on board like he is in every movie oh and, he and is he's great. always great because he's playing the, I mean, he's 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 basically Homelander if Homelander wasn't a psychopath. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, pretty the, the costumes are the same. He's he, you know, he's got the family. Although Homelander, you know, no spoilers, but whatever. But uh, but no, like he's like the total jock. Like when he isn't out of um, when he isn't in a costume, and like I love how he's like the dad who like even though he's all like uh, I don't know like gun ho and like by the book when he's a superhero like as a dad he's just like winging it like uh i think about the scene where uh we're like after um the main character i forgot his name it's will uh, will after he gets in a fight with uh the bad guy or his enemy at school you know in the right. lunch room. and uh the you know the mom i forget he that gets his powers name. yeah he gets his powers yeah. you know he's all happy because you know the school calls him his parents and tells him you know what happened so he comes home and they're all mad at him and uh, the mom's like, you know, make sure you discipline him. He's like, oh, sure. He's like, yeah, meet me down in the secret in the sanctum. Sacred sanctum, yeah. And uh, as soon as they get down there, he's like, dude, that was awesome. Like, he's so happy. <laughs> and he's yeah. just like a little kid. Like, I, I love that. Yeah, that's a great moment where he's just like, 
He's like, all right, Will Stronghold, come here. He's like, what? <laughs> what? What? You're not mad? What? My son is super strength. How can I be mad? He just goes over no, like hugs like, him and you hear him like crash. Yeah. He's like, ah. Oh. And then so he hugs him, hugs him back. And he's like, oh, oh you are strong. <laughs> yeah, he's like, like a little kid. Like, it's great. He was like, if mom then, asked, tell, tell her I took away your Xbox. And he's like, I don't have an Xbox. He's like, you do now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's, it's, oh, it's great. I have so much fun with this movie. I, I absolutely like, adore this movie. He's great, and then I think the other best part is probably Dave Foley. Uh, I, that's what I said before, dude. He yeah. steals a movie. I, I, you know, I've seen Dave Foley. If you've seen enough television, you've seen him in something. Um, I, I know him mostly from Scrubs. He's, he's he was on Scrubs a couple times, and he he was always great. And uh, <laughs> it's always saying Philadelphia. He's great now. He's great in everything, and and this is no exception because he's he playing plays like you know, all American boy. He's the teacher. He's the main teacher of the sidekick class. Yeah, he's the nerdy teacher, and he was the sidekick known as all American boy, the sidekick <laughs> to the commander, which will doesn't even know. Yeah. <laughs> just, and commander doesn't remember him. Right. And he's just like in the first day of class, it's like, will's just like, huh? I didn't know you, uh, worked for the commander. And he just goes, uh, I worked with the <laughs> commander. We were a team. And he's like, Mr. Uh, stronghold, like looks at the paper. Wait, stronghold. <laughs> you, you his son? He never mentioned me? He's like, ah, no, no. He's like, well, that makes sense. That makes perfect sense because he's busy uh, fighting with your mom. Your mo- mom, she, she, she ever tell you about me? No. He's like, <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Yeah, so that's about normal and he has busier things and not to spend time looking at the scrapbooks I, I made for him. But anyway, <laughs> oh, he's so funny, man. He's so funny. Yeah, like he, he like he never gets like jealous or like he's always like just like the good guy and like uh, like I don't know, like I just I like this character a lot and um but no like his performance was great. And then of course you got Bruce Campbell, um <laughs> who's I mean, God's gift to Earth. You talk about a guy that just goes one hundred percent in every role he's yeah. ever been in. Cause like I didn't I didn't think his his character like a lot of his scenes were that funny, but it but it's him doing yeah. it. Yes, so it is. it's so good. It's like anybody else who's like, oh, they're trying to go for the funny like Jim Coach, but it's not working. But Bruce Campbell sells it like he can sell anything. Yes, no, he's he's fantastic. Um, you got Jim Rash in there. Which is such a weird role for him as the, the, the like henchman for the bad guy. Oh yeah, he's that's Jim Rash. Right? Yes, he's the dean yeah, from Community. I yeah, I knew him from somewhere. So that was uh that was that was great to see. Um, yeah, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, who's who's good. Yeah. Oh, she's yeah, she's great as the. Especially main, at the end when she's just yeah hamming it up. Yeah, the main love interest who ends up being the villain. And she just, again, she just goes, everyone just goes all out. They just all go, they crank it up to like a hundred and yeah, just bet, go bet, for it. And it's like, great. I bet, like, the, I bet like the set was like really a good atmosphere and everyone was like having fun. It wasn't like a cynical Disney, like, yeah. all right, people, let's get the shots. I think this is paid. made really well. Like the production design too. looks really good, especially with, even with the 2005 CGI that's yeah, used very it, early. It, it, it doesn't take away from it because the movie's so goofy. It fits. Even yeah, that fits yeah. like 
they did a great job with the tone of the sets and everything. Yeah. It looks like money was put into it. It doesn't look cheap. Like it looks no. it looks well done and everyone seems to be like at the top of their game who was working on this movie. Yeah, really no one is um like just dragging their feet or like, you know, just I don't know, like not not selling it. Um God, there's somebody else I was gonna mention. Well but the no, other guy I wanna mention is Nicholas Braun who plays uh uh Zach uh, Zach attack. Oh God. The the one that glows. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that guy makes me laugh every time. Every scene he's in, he makes me laugh. When, yeah, he's just, first I was when he comes up during the, the, uh, the first day when they're all showing off the powers to see if they get put in hero class or sidekick class. And he just goes right up there himself. And he's just like, all right, here we go. He's just like, all right, yeah, Coach Boomer, be careful. I don't want you to drop your clipboard. Sits there, and then you just, boom. And he's just standing there, and nothing's happening. He's like, all right, come on, any day now. He's like, no, I'm doing it. Doing what? I'm glowing. <laughs> it's like, I don't think so. He's like, well, it's kind of bright in here. Maybe we could shut these lights off, or you could cup your hot, cup your hands over your eyes and look real close. Like, that, oh, that, <laughs> that's so funny. That's That guy's so funny to me. I like him a lot. He was, I was, he was good. I mean, I was worried at first because, like, I saw the the visor in the very yep. earlys. Like, I don't know what you you call that look, but I'm glad it's gone. Yeah, but it uh, no, he he was pretty funny. And I like, yeah, I liked, uh, I liked all the the sidekicks and uh, and even the I forget the the guy's name, but his his arch enemy. Yeah, um, Stephen Strait uh, plays a uh, Warm Peace, which is a great Warm Peace. Name. Yeah, that's a great, great name. name. Yeah. That was a great name. That was awesome. That's my favorite. That's my favorite line of the whole movie is the first there again, first day of class. They're all sitting down. They just look over. One of the guys looks over. It's like, Oh look, that's war and peace. Like that's war and peace. And like, Oh, what's the big deal? It's like, Oh yeah. His dad was a super villain. His mom was a superhero. And, uh, yeah. And, and you know, the commander Will's dad busted his dad and and put him away, you know, for life or whatever. (laughs) He's just staring at Will the whole time. Well, just sits there and goes, great. First day of Sky High, and I already have an arch enemy. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great line. That is a great line. Uh, yeah, one of my other favorite lines I, uh, is with the uh, what's the uh, what's the guy's name who plays the uh, the the hero professor with the with the big head. Um, I know who you're talking about. I don't know his name, but he was in Seinfeld. It's like, uh, Kevin McDonald. That, I think that's his name. That okay, him? yeah, he's got the the high pitched voice. I think kind it's of. him. But uh, he's it's it's when they're doing that uh, save the citizen game, yeah. And and there's that throwaway line of him and Dave Foley when <laughs> Dave Foley just turns to him and goes, "Remember when we used to do this with real citizens?" <laughs> he's just like, "Oh yes." <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't even I forgot to even talk about uh Kevin Heffernan who plays Ron Wilson. Oh yeah, the, the guy from uh, Super Troopers. Yeah. Oh that, and I don't I do not like Super Troopers at all, but. I don't I, either. I love this guy in this movie. He was good. That character's yeah. so funny. He's no, he he's he was good. And yeah, every every character has some moment to shine. Uh, we, there's also a lot of really cool cameos. Obviously, you got yeah. Linda Carter as the principal, which is yeah, great. she's great. You got Cloris Leachman. Yeah, but then you have freaking Tom Kenny to <laughs> yep. show up out north. Yep. That was great. <laughs> Tom Kenny just shows up randomly. And you know uh, who else is, may, has an appearance in this movie? Is Patrick Warburton. But it's just his voice because he does the voice of Royal Pain. Oh, okay, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Yep. I mean, yeah, I, mean, I missed that, but yeah, 
So yeah, um, there's a there's a bunch of great people in this movie. Anyway, there are. It's fantastic. I love yeah. it. It's goofy. It's cheesy. It's a it's kids. The most it's a kids Disney movie, but it's it's a brilliant idea. A, a high school for superhero kids, and it's done great. Everyone puts effort into it, and it's legitimately funny. And yeah, I, like I mean, like I, we didn't even talk about the fact that Daniel Panabaker's in it. Um, oh, yeah. she's probably the biggest star to come out of it as far as the the kids go so you think yes what other kid has done more than she has oh i don't know i mean like what is she what did she do after this well not much but she's been on flash and that's more than any of those other kids oh that's right yeah fair enough um anyway although, she's, she's the, good too the guy who plays warren peace he's been in a i know he's still acting i think he's in that expanse show yeah, he's like yeah the, he's been in something He's been, he's he's still acting, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I totally forgot about her, but yeah, she is in the Flash. Fair enough. Anyway, um, but no, it's, like, it's it's a really fun movie. I would totally watch it again, like if it was on. And this is a perfect movie. Like if we ever have kids, we can just mm-hmm. buy it and show it to them, and I'm sure they'll watch the crap out of it. And it's, yeah, oh, yeah, I mean, it, it came out again. It came out in one of those time periods where live action Disney movies during this time were not great. Yeah, but every now and then. You get one Every like this, that, that, that just works. Again, when, you have, when, when people have like passion and effort and actually care about it, it you can get some good stuff. Very true. Very true. Uh, all right. So this movie came out 2005. Again, very early movie for me as far as seeing in theaters. Um, <laughs> let's see. This movie had a $35 million budget. It made oh, wow. about $86 million worldwide. So did really well. Um, in the box office has a 6.2 on IMDb, which is ridiculous. Sure. It's got a 2.9 in letterbox, which really made me mad. And, uh, and then <laughs> rotten tomatoes, a 73% critic rating on rotten tomatoes and oh, a wow. 57% audience score. That shocked me. I was what? absolutely shocked That's... that it was almost a 20% what? higher critic rating than audience rating. I couldn't believe it. People now like it. I I don't understand. I feel like this would have been like a forty percent critic rating and you know like a seventy some percent audience score. Yeah, it'd be the opposite. Yeah, I thought it was going to be the total opposite, yeah. but for some reason, for think. some reason it's not. And a bunch of morons are seeing this movie and not liking it. And if if anyone yes. watches the movie and truly cannot find any enjoyment out of it, then I you 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 have bigger problems. You have bigger problems than that. Anyway. My guess is probably it's younger kids who watch this and go like, oh, well, there's there's actual superheroes that are way better than this. This is like the kiddie version or like the, the generic version of superheroes. Because like any adult watches this movie and you go, oh, I like it for what it is. You know, it's not like, you, like hence the fact that I think the critic score is, is higher than the audience score. So that would be my guess. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 that's that's fair, I guess. But screw them. All like I can people. imagine 12 year old me, you know, like when this movie came out being like, oh, this is lame. I'd rather watch Batman Begins. Oh, no, no. Nine year old me when this movie came out ad- adored this movie. Anyway, if you haven't seen Sky Not High, sure. go see it. It's fun. All right. So now it's it time to uh, pick our next movie. So, um, Ian, do you know what you want me to watch? I think so. Oh. Well, go for it. Let me go ahead. Well, I've uh, have you I've had you watch a couple of serious action movies, um, but mostly serious. The last couple, uh, 
So I'm going to try my luck again with a, a comedy. I know last time you did, I think last time was Hot Fuzz. I know you didn't really like that one. Yeah. But I have, I have higher hopes for this one because it was on TV the other day and I, I was watching it. I forget how funny it was. I'm going to have you watch uh, Wedding Crashers. Oh, man, dude. That's one of those movies. I own it on DVD and I still haven't seen it. Really? Yeah. It's hilarious. I it's, Yeah, I know. I just, it's easily... just haven't seen it. Oh, good. It's easily my favorite Owen Wilson movie other than maybe Zoolander. Um, wow. Vince Vaughn. Easily More one than of my Starsky favorite. and Hutch? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, what do you mean? Starsky oh, Hutch yeah. Is funny. Starsky, Starsky and Hutch is and amazing. Hutch is just, it's, it's funny, but this is, this is I like this better for oh, sure. Well, no, fair enough. Um, fair enough. No, that that's good. But no, it's him and Vince Vaughn, and they're so good. I mean, obviously, we, we've talked about how much we love Vince Vaughn. Oh, yeah. Love you Vince know, Vaughn. over and over again on this podcast. Wish he didn't but do so many so terrible movies. I do, too. But uh, here's hoping there'll be some good ones coming down the pike. But uh, no, he's great. You got Christopher Walken, who's always hilarious. You've got Rachel McAdams, who's actually really good. Isla Fisher, who I don't normally like, but she is hilarious. I like I- he's got Isla a great... Fisher fine. I she's don't fine. like her as much, but she she is hilarious in this. Well, and, I just um, really, I just really, I like her in Now You See Me. Oh, okay, yeah, I forgot you like that movie, but um, but yeah, there's a cameo in this that is one of the best. I mean, it's not surprising who it is, but when you see it, you'll know. Uh, this is a, this is a laugh out loud. I I was just thinking about the other day. I'm like, they do not make comedies like this anymore. I mean, this came out during kind of one of the, the golden ages of comedies. I think you know, right around it was when the frat pack, you know, is what yeah. they called them. You know, Will Ferrell, Vince Vaughn, Owen Wilson. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, all of them were Ben Stiller and um. Oh yeah, I mean, out, so many right great movies that. came out. Old School was the first one. Old School oh, yeah. kicked it all off, and to me, Old that's school, probably yep, still that the best it. one. Yep. And then, and, that I mean, good. Yeah, yeah. And you got you got you know Zoolander, Starsky and Hutch, Dodgeball, um, Anchorman. Yeah, Anchor. Yeah, Anchorman. All those all those movies that all came yeah. right around this this same time period, basically like like the the decade, like from 2000 to 2010. Yeah. Right around there, you had all those movies, and um, yeah, okay, cool. Uh, yeah, that that's good. I'm I'm looking forward to that. That'll that'll be fun. It will be. All right. Well, I'm gonna stay on the vein of comedy movies, and okay. uh, we're gonna go old the uh, old school. We're going back to the '70s, Ian. Comedy. Okay. And uh, there there's actually two that are that came out within about a year or so of each other. But uh, and I'm gonna have you watch both probably fairly soon. But I'm gonna go with the fact that spring training just started, so baseball season's just about here. So you're gonna watch the original Bad News Bears. Oh, okay. All right. This is a movie God, that doesn't yeah, get I... nearly as much, I think, acclaim as far as all-time great movies go, because of oh. how, not just how good it is. But how influential this movie was. I mean, this is really the first. I don't even know how. Like, it's one of the first sports movies. Like, that's really. I don't. I don't. Like, I guess maybe modern sports movies is a better way to put it. Like, this basically influenced almost every sports movie after it, with just kind of the way it was done. Hmm. It uh, the way it did like, because it's a movie all about kids. And it's rated PG, yeah. but it's definitely not really for kids. So it's this weird well, yeah, line. PG back then. Yeah, it's this weird line between who's kind of it, 
like who it's for. It blends a lot of that, but it's also just an amazing snapshot into life in the late seventies. Like it's a perfect snapshot and you just see how life was then. And, and I've, again, this isn't coming from personal experience because I wasn't alive then, but I've heard a lot of people talk about it that did grow up in that era and talk about how accurate this is to the way life was. And this is from people from all over the country. This takes place in a suburb of California, but I mean, apparently this is a very accurate description of just the way everyday life was. And you watch it now and it's like shocking some of the stuff that goes on in this. That was just normal at the time, just from the way adults treat kids to, you know, no seatbelts, drinking and driving, you know, kids. Like there's so much, so many things that are just a snapshot into the way this time period was. I know one person was talking about it. There's a scene where like all the parents at the, you know, before the season have like a party, I guess at like a, the, the local pizza hut. And, and P- someone was talking about just how massive pizza it was when it came out. Like that was like oh, the sure. place that everyone went and like just little <laughs> things like that, that are just like the snapshot of the way the seventies were. And so just the cultural significance alone is uh, pretty massive with uh, this movie, but it's also a great baseball movie, and it's also just really, really funny. Um, obviously, the standouts—I mean, Walter Matthaus just incredible in this role as the coach, and then uh, Tatum O'Neill and um, Jackie or Earl Haley both steal it oh, wow. as as, uh, as kids in this movie. But all the uh, kids, Jackie are... Earl Haley, is a kid. Yep. Yep. God. And uh, yeah, so. All the kids are great. It's um, but it's fun. It's a fun baseball movie, fun comedy, and fun snap snapshot just into the seventies. So I think you'll enjoy it. Okay. Yeah, I, I've seen the remake. Oh my gosh, what's wrong with you? How much different is why? This? No, 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 no. I, I don't know. Forget that you ever saw any of that, man. That's gonna ruin it for you. Now I'm mad. Uh, I mean, I saw it years ago. I mean, so I, I don't remember a whole lot about it, so I wouldn't be too worried. Well, I hope it doesn't ruin it for you. Because this movie's great. That movie should not exist. Anyway. You ever see it? Uh, no, I refuse. I'm not going to see that. I refuse yeah, I to see it. I think it was that bad. But it... uh, that worries me. Um, anyway. But again, I, had, I hadn't seen the original, so I had nothing to compare it to. Sure, sure, sure. Anyway, I think you'll enjoy it. It's a good movie to watch. Okay. All right. So that's right. what we'll do for next week. And uh, yeah, so that does it for Movie Swap section and now it's time to uh move on and talk about batman the animated series because we watched three episodes this week um if you're me you watched two episodes this week and they were both right before you recorded today because i hadn't watched them beforehand that's all right that's fine because i've already seen them so we watched three episodes we watched vendetta we watched um uh, fear of victory and then the Clock King, so uh, not not nearly the slate that we saw last time. With now we got uh, a little spoiled last time. It was quite the, the yeah. triple play. It was with but, the yeah. with the feet of or the feet of clay and then Joker's favor. But but three solid episodes. Oh, yeah. uh, my favorite out of these three for sure is Fear of Victory, and I think it's yeah. head and shoulders above the other two. I yeah, think the Clock King is really good. Vendetta is my least favorite out of these three. Um, oh, see, I, I'd actually go the opposite. I would go Fear, Victory, Vendetta, then Clock King. Really? I like the Clock King. I like, oh, uh, I like that character. I think it's just interesting and different. But, uh, yeah, so we'll start off with Vendetta. So, Ian, you want to you wanna start talking about that? Yeah, it starts off, um, 
I guess they're they're transporting a prisoner on a ship. Uh, a guy's name's Conway. I guess he's gonna testify, or he knows something. And Ian, uh, right off the oh. bat, why is he on a ship? Why are they uh, on a ship? I forget. Is, is the prison out in the water? Like it, none of this is ever explained. Yeah, no. I mean, I mean, you'll find out why later. Why it's on a <laughs> ship? But uh, right, right. During the time, it's like, yeah, why? Like, what year is this? And then, like. Also, yeah, that's another thing that I I, I noticed in a uh, Fear of Victory is like the, yep. the whole time of when this is supposed to take place. I mean, again, it's kind of always ambiguous with this show because you've got the old serial Tommy Gun, you know, fashion and stuff, but then you also have like modern, a little bit more modern technology for a day, so it's never clear. But there, there's a couple of parts in these episodes where like, did did they forget when this was supposed to take place, or did they just not even try? But uh. But yeah, so they start up on a ship. There's this guy, Conway, who's all nervous. Uh, he's afraid that someone's going to get to him. Bullock is with him and stuff. And, of course, uh, someone puts a bomb on the ship or um, attaches a bomb to the ship and it blows well, he's up. Well, and... he's a witness. That's why he's nervous. That's right. He's, yeah, he's yeah. turning stooly on on uh, Rupert Thorne. Thorne, that's right. Um, and uh, But he never says that. It's like Thorne specifically. Right, he's right. Afraid of. Um, yeah, so the ship goes down. Um you know, all the all the police and stuff get off, uh, but the Conway guy goes missing. Of course, and, uh, you got to show everyone get off the ship. Yeah, of, uh, FCC yeah. regulations. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, although again, like, uh, there's been a couple times on the show where people had questionable <laughs> survivability, but uh, that's true. Yeah, they got they they really took standards and practices to the limit in this show. Oh yeah, I think they they try to see what they get could get away with sometimes but oh, uh for sure this is not one of them yeah because bullock makes it gordon makes it and um you know they, they talk about how conway's gone well, bullock and gordon were they weren't on the ship they were on the dock oh yeah i mean they were on they were on the ship but um they were waiting for him but uh right 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 but, yeah um but yeah so they said conway's gotten away and uh bullock you know throws down his toothpick and is uh i guess all, all pissed off and uh Bannon's there he's he was watching it um and uh yeah, forget what happens after that. But I mean I know what happens in the rest of the episode, but uh, I don't know, you're better at the scene by scene. Well, I mean we don't have to go scene by scene. That's true. The, uh, yeah. With the whole thing. But I, I like the way they build up Killer Croc in this episode. Because yeah, they, they do a good job. You know, you don't see him for the first half. Yeah, this is our first time seeing him in the, the series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the introduction to him and they do a good job setting him up, make him look, you know, scary and creepy and always lurking and you don't really get a good look at him until yeah. Till, don't yeah, show about the monster. Halfway through. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm telling you, it's 101, man. 101. Don't show the monster. The most effective way at building tension. Yeah. Um, they do a really good job in this episode of that. Batman's a moron in this episode. He's not great. We talked about that in uh, the last episode we did with uh, the Penguin and Adam West Batman show, where it's just like, you know oh, what, Batman? You're just kind of dumb in these episodes. And. Even in this show, there's a few times where he's sleeping at the wheel. He's not a great detective in this uh, in this episode. Like everyone has their off nights. Yeah, like you find a scale and you don't immediately remember a scale guy who <laughs> was directly associated with Bullock and Conway and um, whoever else. he kidnaps a couple of people. And he, he, really, come on, Batman, you don't remember this guy. Um, you don't remember well, I mean, that till Alfred says the word croc. That's definitely not yeah, that's, forced into the script. Like at all. There's, later on there's the so many forced things in this script, uh, for this episode. It's a little, little much. 
but uh yeah i mean of course the whole croc thing is a classic eureka moment but um yeah there's a couple of conveniences where it's like how do we get batman to to like because when he goes to the zoo and finds out that the crocodiles are underwater caves or whatever it's like yeah okay yeah yeah he has to go all the way to the to the zoo to like figure out these things that that's just funny thinking about that it killer now. that killer croc isn't hiding out in some bungalow like come on <laughs> like where would killer croc uh, be? underwater caves of course uh, but of course as we were hinting at that's why the prisoner was on a ship because we have to have some type of water uh, i know i know scenario i know so that... why it happened i just don't know in the in the realm as we say in the wrestling world in the oh. kayfabe world of this show okay it doesn't make any sense why he's on a ship well, speaking of which, don't they, uh, don't they mention that Killer Croc was a pro wrestler at one point in this episode? I'm glad you picked that up, Ian, because yes, oh, God. <laughs> yes, they do, which is uh, very fitting, which is which is very funny, and, and I like that. But, um, but, but yeah, I, no, I love this um, Killer Croc design. Um, yeah, I do, too. I, he's, a, he's an underrated villain, and it's like I just think about like Suicide Squad, the movie, and like, how lame he looked. At Even though the, the makeup was well done, it's like he didn't look like a crocodile or anything, really. It was very very kind of lame in terms yeah. of what you could have done. Yeah. Um, this is a big Bullock heavy episode too. Cause uh, Bullock's the focus of a lot of stuff. He gets killer croc frames Bullock for, um, a lot of the stuff going on ends up getting him arrested at one point, um, impersonates him and, and, and a bunch of other stuff. Um, not a, they, I don't feel like they do anything though, really with Bullock's character, like, like bullet for Bullock, is a much better episode that's kind of the same thing that was done yeah. way later. Um, I think in see, uh, I think volume two or three. But, um, like, that's a much better way to do, I think, this type of episode. Yeah. Because uh, that one actually I, builds up Bullock's character. Yeah, because, I mean, like, obviously we know that Bullock isn't behind it because we see him there at the dock. Well, it's Batman like... doesn't. No, ironically, yeah. That's Batman the other reason why Batman's too. not really all that great. Yeah, but um, and they try to do something at the end where it's like they they touch on the his whole distrust and kind of resentment of Batman, and but at the end he kind of buries a hatchet because Batman, you know, sure. saves him. But yeah, it's it's kind of weak in terms of like what they really could have done with Bullock, and uh, even though it is kind of the episode is really more centered on him in a way, but um, it's still not bad. Um, but uh, yeah, just uh, kind of weird overall. Um. The, I, the best like, part of this episode is all the stuff with Croc. That, that that's yeah, the best Croc's part for sure. Croc yeah, is totally. all done really well. All the, the the way he's drawn, the 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 way you know his action and stuff is drawn. It's all really, really. I think it's well done. The voice yeah, yeah, acting sure. is amazing. I love the yeah. voice of Croc. Um, it's uh, yeah, Aaron Aaron Kincaid. That's okay. the voice of a killer Croc. He just died, I think, recently. Oh, really. I think he did. I could be wrong. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah, he did. 2011. Never mind. That was not recent uh, at all. That's not... <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that, that's a great voice. Of, yeah. Uh, of, of Killer Croc, for sure. So, uh, yeah, overall, good episode. Solid episode. Um, not not an amazing episode or anything, but, but it no. does a good job. And it does a good job of introducing a new villain. And it does that. That's, that's the best part of the episode is the uh, introduction yeah. of the new villain. They, they didn't botch that in any way. But uh, I, also, to their credit, this is, you know, instead of just doing your typical, here's a bad guy, he's robbing banks, Batman has to stop him, they, they tried to do a little something different with the whole Bullock and 
framing and kind of story, but uh, yeah, let's not give him credit on that end. Yeah, they could have had Batman not be an idiot. I was just uh, that's true. That, I mean, that always a little weak. It's it's definitely a weak Batman episode. That's for sure. It is. Yeah, the the script kind of uh, neutered Batman in some ways or nerfed yeah. him. Or, yeah. The uh, the underwater fight scenes though were cool. So oh yeah, those are great. Yeah, the fight and then yeah, like when the uh, I do like the part where where Croc gets in the car with a bullock and then Batman is just in backseat. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pops yeah. Up. That's pretty awesome. That is a great moment. Yeah, that's good. That's good for sure. So, yeah, this uh, episode came out on October 5th, 1992. Um, I'm not sure what's it. Uh, I'm not sure what the order of it aired. I don't know. I just know that's the date. Oh, I, but, uh, uh, hold on. I got it pulled up. It, this one came out. And did I, this was the 21st one to, to air. air. Okay. Yep. So okay. right around the same. Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty close to where, where it was in the uh, production schedule as well. And it's got a 7.8 rating on, uh, on IMDb. Okay. Okay. Moving on to fear of victory. Um, I really like, I really like this episode. This is a good one. I, I really, really like, um, this episode. I think, the Scarecrow is just a great villain. Oh, yeah. Um, I I know. Yeah, I I yeah I, I love the redesign. I think it's way better. I think the way the Scarecrow looks in um, yeah the shoot what's the name of the episode? Um, nothing to fear. Yeah, nothing to fear. I think it looks terrible. I think it's a horrible yeah. design. <laughs> this one's so much <laughs> he better. He has a sock on his head. I don't know. Yeah, it, it this one is good. like you got the buggy eyes. Like it looks so much creepier. Like the straw hair and uh, yeah. No, it looks good. I, I like the design. They change the Scarecrow design every single episode he's in, I think, in this whole series. I, I think know. he changes. But uh, I do I do like this one. I like this I do design. Too. Um, I totally agree. And this is a, uh, this is a weird episode with, uh, as what you were saying, where it kind of, um, well, it, it jumps between time periods almost uh, because it starts off with Robin and his... Roommate. Um, roommate. Um, oh my god! Football player. Yeah, it's uh, it's Brian. No, I don't know his name. <laughs> I don't remember what his name was. Brian Rogers. That's his name. And okay. uh, he's the star football player for Gotham University Central, Gotham University, whatever it's called. And yeah. uh, and it starts off with them watching. TV and they're just talking about how he's probably going to be a big draft pick and he's you know talking about how good that's going to be and then you see a little thing on TV about all these athletes that just totally fell apart had breakdowns during the different games and uh, and different matches and uh, and whatnot and you know so that's a little weird and then they get a telegram which again is another weird thing where it's like, oh, that's telegrams. what I was talking about. Yeah, I'm like, what year is this? <laughs> well, but that's the whole point. In there's not know, a year you can put on it. But it, but it, that one just stood out in particular. No, the one that stands out is the fact that the football helmets are leather helmets with no well, face mask. That, too. Yeah. that little, is the part for heads. me that I'm like, okay, that's a little too far. I think that's a little too old. We're getting. I mean, I get we're doing the Art Deco like 40s style. Right. But come on, like. At least put a face mask on it. Like that's just, it's just it feels like a little too ancient there. Uh, yeah. Watching that, so I do think that's kind of, that's kind of funny. But, um, I, it's kind of weird how, 
like, because the telegram ends up being the thing that transfers the fear toxin. Right. As it's like a powder on the thing. Now, I'm assuming this is, this is like fairly recently after the anthrax thing. So I'm sure that's where they oh, got God. this idea from. Yeah, probably, yeah. Because what, wasn't that in that. the like the late 80s or something? Yeah, it was the late 80s, I think. So this is right after that. So that's ah, clearly man. where they got the idea. And the fact that there's no anything on the telegram when Brian first gets it and reads it, and then when they go back, it's like all this stuff like dripping off there. Yeah, uh, yeah, like and it's like, okay, it. how did you not see this, Robin? Like, come on. Like, how yeah, is yeah. this not noticed by anyone? And then yeah, now true. it's like the most obvious thing ever. So that was um that was pretty funny. I do like Scarecrow's little weird telegram uh disguise. Yeah, it's creepy. It's pretty funny. I, I do I do enjoy that. But yeah, so like because uh, then um right after that is when his friend Brian or whatever has his breakdown, right? Gotham State University. Sorry. That that's I knew was, yeah, name. I remember the university. I just I forget remember like, what yeah. the name was. Uh, yeah, so then Brian's gonna go play a game, and he has just a total nervous breakdown during the game. <laughs> he sees um, the, uh, the monsters from a uh, freaking space jam come at him. <laughs> they are, aren't they? <laughs> I was like, well, this came out before, because that was like 97, it did. I think. I yeah. think that was, yeah, that was like mid-90s or something. So yeah, this came out first, so they stole the production design from uh, did. from this, which is the same company, so I guess that makes sense. But Fair enough, yeah. <laughs> but that was pretty funny. And then, uh, well, later on when Batman and Robin are, you know, patrolling around, they're going to stop these criminals who are, wh- what are they doing? Why, they, why are they, they on are, the roof? Like, yeah, they, like they're, shipping, like, why are they, I don't know, building something or trying to no, knock down the building or they're, they're, they're stealing jewels, but they're on like the 80th floor of a skyscraper. <laughs> Where are they stealing these jewels from? I don't know. And then they go to the roof for some reason to drop like gargoyles drop on blocks. <laughs> like somehow these blocks are just loose and they can just pry them off with a crowbar and drop them very accurately at a climbing oh, yeah. Batman and Robin. Like, but yeah, it's like, we're, like, dude, just rob a jewelry store, like on, on the gr- street level. Like, it's like, what are you doing? Like these, these, yeah, uh, jewel weird. thieves are, are way over the top. It's very weird. Um, but as they're going up as Robin's, you know, on it, gra- uh, repelling up there, the it's fear hits him, and so he starts to just freak out and is having a nervous breakdown and is unable to help Batman or or anything. So Batman has to do it himself, and um, he takes him down. And then they're back in the Batcave, and he's, you know, they're they're experimenting with it, or or they, yeah, they're experiment. No, that's what it is. They go back to that's when they go back and find the the, the oh, telegram man. and whatever and then they're experimenting with it on like the cat so batman cats, just has yeah. mice and cats just in the bat cave <laughs> yeah, yeah. i guess yeah, batman is batman is pro animal testing so people would definitely, not be happy definitely and uh you know he finds out that the fear toxin doesn't just always happen it has to be triggered by adrenaline which is a great like that's impressive man jonathan Crane, yeah, chemical genius yeah pretty subtle that way it's not like as soon as you touch it it's like right. you know you're freaking out it's like oh hey grab that weird disguised uh, telegram delivery guy right right and so uh you see him you know the weird telegram guy go to the bookie and he put a big bet on the the game and then and then wins and comes back and then the bookie doesn't like that he keeps winning all the time so sends one of his goons to track him down and uh 
Then, of course, it's it revealed cool that it's Scarecrow. Now, the part with this that doesn't make any sense. So oh. he's walking just into this random warehouse, I'm assuming. Or is that his lair? I don't know. And, sure. and the guy follows him in. And he's just like, you know, he comes out and he's a scarecrow and all. He's like, you know, how do you do all this? And he's like, well, I fix the games. He's like, what? You can't fix all those, like all those sports. And he's like, oh, yes, 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 I can. You want me to show you? And he just has a telegram with him laced (laughs) with the stuff. And then he opens it up and it says, boo. Yeah. When did he make this telegram that said boo and just walk around with it, hoping someone tried to confront him about it? I can believe I can believe it. There's, there's, there's way more far fetched that has happened in either sure, show. Sure, and that's when we get this. That's a cool. cool it's a reveal. great reveal. It's a great yeah. scarecrow reveal. That's really yeah. Because again, well. the new design is so much better. It is, and it's all just awesome voice. I love the. Oh yeah. I love the scarecrow voice. Um. So so much. Henry Pollock the second is the voice okay. of a, uh, of scarecrow, and he's that's just. That's just Great. an awesome, creepy, ominous, like, with, like, this weird accent that's not really an accent, but is a weird voice. I don't know. It it just sounds cool and very menacing, yeah. and I like it. Um, And so Batman and Robin are like, oh, well, this is clearly fear something, so we, of course, have That'd to go crane. talk to the Scarecrow. They're a lot. Go to now, now, he's supposed to be in Arkham, so, right. you know, they're going to go check up on him. And then you get my favorite character of this episode, which is this weird lunch lady who apparently they feed people just one at a time. And every time they walk in, they make a big announcement on who this food is going to. Because <laughs> I'm sure this is how it works. But just, this is for Jonathan Crane. It's just like, okay, lady, what what's going on here? <laughs> and then, of course, you find out the orderlies in on it and... Uh, and then, of course, he's gone. And apparently, they've gotten away with just a stack of straw rocking in a rocking chair all day long yeah. for however long he's so, gone, and no one so has noticed. I mean, so I get, I get, like the orderly is in on it. Like, I get that part of it, but like, right, on, right, no right. one else is walking around at all. Yeah, it's like, how did they build it? Build a contraption to the floor that rocks the rocking chair, like. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, but we need to get to see little cameos from Joker, Poison Ivy, yep. Two Face, which is always cool. Yeah, that's always nice to see. Um, so now we know, of course, it's the Scarecrow, and and they end up figuring out that his next plan is to do the same type of thing with the the Gotham professional football team. Uh, how do they figure out that that's what the plan is? Is it just because they assume it's the next big sporting event? Yeah, because they make it seem like they're for sure. And it's like, I mean, that's uh, a good guess, but like they're acting like they know. And I feel like we missed something. No, I I think that's literally what it is. I think like Batman just says like, oh, there's a game. There's a big game coming up. Oh, that must be his. But yeah, it's it's kind of that's all they go into. Yeah. And of course, Robin the whole time is still suffering from the fear toxin, which is a good that that's a good running thread throughout the throughout the episode. He feels like a liability. He's like, no, he's like, you know, only, you know, put you in danger if I go. Right. He's trying to walk across the, uh, this tiny little, um, balance, this like tiny little walk thing or, uh, ledge or whatever, what, 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 tiny little bridge Yeah. over a bottomless chasm. And he just (laughs) was walking on it while terrified. And then it would have fallen to his death if Batman hadn't just magically appeared there. Yeah. And that's just glossed over like it's not a big deal. Like, Robin almost <laughs> died. 
and we're acting like this wasn't a big deal. Like, what an idiot. <laughs> yeah, Batman is surprisingly cool. I mean, I, again, How go did back he get to, there? But, he was not anywhere ah. near the middle of that bridge. And, and then he fell, and he's just, oh, there, and catches him. It's like, man, jeez, <laughs> lightning speed. Yeah. But uh, I always thought that was a little goofy. How just nonchalant that whole part is is uh, is glossed over. Oh, they're used to brushing with that every time they go out. Sure. So they, you know, so they're they're going to the thing, or they're going to the game to try and find Scarecrow, and Robin, you know, is is really apprehensive about it. Uh, but Batman says he can just stay in the car. So it's like, all right, I don't know why you came here, but all right. <laughs> I mean, it works out. But uh, and so Batman's like somewhere in the locker room, somewhere in the area, and you see a guy, a guy coming up to give a telegram. And Batman just pops out, just grabs him. It's this little kid, is this, this kid, and he's like, "Oh, what? What did I do? What did I do? All I did it's was like a double, double park. park. I'll move yeah. it. I swear!" Like and Batman just growls at him, <laughs> like, "Get out of my way!" That was that was very funny. And then Robin sees Scarecrow going into the thing, so he follows him, and and this time Scarecrow's not doing a telegram. Well, uh, I, uh, no, I, I yeah, why, I, but I guess. It, yeah, the telegram didn't have anything on it. Yeah, so, well, yeah, well, he didn't give the telegram. It was just that random other kid. Yeah, that's right. It's like he knew Batman was going to be there or something. I, I No, I don't think that telegram had anything to do with anything. I think it was just a random telegram that just happened to be I, there. Oh, that could be, yeah. And, uh, and he just isn't using the telegram. He's instead just going to go tip the guy's helmet over and pour this powder in there that I guess he's not going to notice when he puts on his helmet that's full of powder. I mean, it could be other powder they use. I don't know what they use back then. Who knows? They don't. You don't. No one just dumps a thing of powder in your in your helmet at any level, Ian. It's not. It's it's not done. Um, very strange. But Robin sees that, and he clearly uh, cleans it out. So then you see the guys having an awesome football game, and Scarecrow's watching and very mad. But then Batman finds him, and we're gonna have a showdown. But Scarecrow, of course, has a vial of that fear powder that he's threatening to drop on the crowd which you know of course would cause massive panic and who knows what else and uh robin's kind of watching this from a distance and then scarecrow's like you know don't don't come near me i'm gonna drop it and then batman's like okay and then he's like no i'm gonna drop it anyway and so it's like (laughs) okay fine so he goes to drop it and then it drops like right under the ledge like he didn't notice there was another ledge there and then uh so they there's a fight struggle for it and it gets knocked off but then robin comes swinging in for the save with with nice nice pa announcing going on because there's a fumble on the field and so it fits very well because it's like oh there's a fumble this could be disaster for gotham as the vials <laughs> falling down and then robin swoops in and catches it. it's like oh what a recovery because on the field they recover the fumble so that's that's very yeah, poison yeah it works and then Robin saves the day. They take out the Scarecrow, and and that's it. But it's a good yeah. episode. I like it. I like the thing with Robin throughout the whole thing. I think it. Yeah. It's a good. It's a good little character moment and a struggle. Just, yeah. It adds it in some interest in there, and I, I like the Scarecrow a lot. And yeah, the motivation works. And at one point, Batman's like, "What are you doing gambling?" He's like, "Well, t- I need money for chemicals." It's like, "All right, fair enough. Well, that's fair all enough. we need, man. That's <laughs> yeah. easy enough." So, yeah, I know I like this episode. And I love the way villains, like, this is the way Batman villains should be. The whole point is him having to track the villain down. It's not the yep. fight with the villain, because Batman could take out any of his villains. You know, most of them, yeah. you know, Bane, Killer Croc, there's a handful. But yeah. for the most part, he could easily just wipe them out. 
but that's not the point. The point no, is the mystery. stopping the plan and, and finding. Yeah. yeah, exactly. The 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 mystery aspect. So I really like that with this episode. That was good. I mean, it's only our second time seeing Robin so far. Is it really? Yeah, because remember, it's only Christmas with the Joker. Man, you're right. Yeah. I didn't even realize that. This is the only other one. And when did this one? Oh, this wow. one premiered. Uh, this one came out 19. on yeah uh, the 29th of September 1992, and yeah, it was this, episode 19 in the running. Yeah, this came out two before yeah. uh, Vendetta. So okay. Yep, but yeah, but uh, no, this is a great episode. Uh, it, it but it, it has the same rating as the other one on IMDb, a seven point eight. Uh, yeah, uh, I would go a little bit higher, but yeah. Yeah, I would. I would say so too. I think it's a good. I think it's a good episode. I I enjoy it. I, I enjoy this one. For sure. Um. All right. So moving on to the last episode that we watched, the uh, the Clock King. Again, this is kind of a weird episode, but I like the it Clock is. King character. I I, I like I do I do like the character. I think he's funny. Temple Fugit. I like that name too because it's just it so dumb. It's so dumb sounding. I think it's uh, I, I I think it's pretty funny. But um, yeah. So uh, Ian, Clock King, what happens? Uh, starts off with Mary Hill, who's well. It starts off with Temple Fugit, but uh. First thing is, uh, you get um, getting on a train, and he's sitting across from Mary Hill. Um, we find out later it takes place in the past, and uh, Fugit gets to talking to him and tells him about how the the train is off schedule and just goes on and on about how time is so important and he's very punctual and makes you know such a big deal about everything he does is on schedule. And Mary Hill is like, you know, dude, like calm down, like you know, it's not everything and tells him he should relax more and, you know, cause it's very like wound up and uptight and stuff about everything. And, uh, so like he, he says that he always takes his coffee at like three o'clock every day on the dot. And Mary Hill's like, you should live a little bit, you know, freaking take it at three fifteen. What's the worst that, that can happen? And, um, you know, they get off the train and it shows Fugit. He's a, I think he's a lawyer. Or yeah. A uh, yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah. Um, he's and a, he's, I think he's a defense lawyer. Yeah, okay, yeah. And he's at his um, office, and, you know, he's, like, berating all of his employees because they're not on time. Like, the, the mail guy comes, <laughs> and he's, like, five minutes late, and, of course, he makes a big deal of it. And then his secretary comes and brings him his 3 o'clock tea or coffee or whatever. He's like, you know what? He's like, I'm going to I'm gonna take it later. And he, uh, he grabs it to go and has it in the park, and while he's okay, there. Okay, no, that's, that's a great moment. Just the whole thing from the mayor running into the mayor on the train – and and saying, oh, you should just take a break and and do something different and calm down. And so then, where he's, <laughs> you know, the assistant is gonna is bringing like him his coffee. Or he's like, like, and he just goes, put that in a the thermos, Miss Perkins. And her face is like, what? Yeah, like, who the, are you? What are you doing, sh- Temple? Right? Yeah, <laughs> that's an awesome. That's an awesome moment. I like that a lot. And then, of course, everything goes wrong. <laughs> Literally everything at the park. <laughs> Every possible thing goes wrong. And I love that because everyone can can uh, relate to this. Every okay. single person can relate to this. The one time you decide to do something else and it's just the worst case scenario. And you're like, that's why I don't do that. Like, or it's uh, like, you, you know, you're, you, you have to get to work or you're in a hurry and like you leave the house and like just everything that goes wrong can like <laughs> there's traffic there's an yeah. accident there's a detour and then like you no, know, like you don't make any lights 
Mm-hmm. You spill your drink like oh we've all we've all been there. Yeah, I I like that a lot. To me, that it's, doesn't it's, do it. That doesn't do a good job of painting him as the bad guy in this because I'm sitting there, I'm like, you know what? I get it. No, dude, totally. I mean, like, I feel for you, man. It's basically like good time that entire movie where nothing goes right. And it's like, yeah, it's, yeah. it's my nightmare. It's just, oh. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Anxiety. And of course, you know, then he's late for the hearing and they lose yeah. the big case and he gets like fired. Like, it's just, oh, it's just. The most like dramatic thing ever. It really is. It's uh, it's great. So then it like goes uh, a few years later and now. Seven years later, now yeah. He's, now he's the bad guy and, you know, the. The, the, it wasn't the mayor at the time. Yeah, it was, he uh, was the the other, like one of the other lawyers, but he's now you know Mayor Hill, and, fair, yeah. and the whole thing is he's trying to get revenge on Mayor Hill. Now, why does he wait this long? Uh, in bad guy movie logic, usually when there is a gap, is, you have to assume that that's how long it took for them to plan everything. So I guess I guess, I guess it, it took him seven years to hack into the friggin' traffic system. Uh, okay, sure. Um, or I get, and I guess build the little watch bombs he has, but that's that's still that's quite a slow period. <laughs> it really is. Um, the moment when he gets away from Batman by just like falling backwards onto a fast-moving train. Yeah, it's like, what is? Are you a like, ninja? What is this? Like. I don't even know if Batman could pull that off that smooth. I know. Like, he, he would at least need some, like, like grappling geez. assistance to take off the like, velocity. And the whole point is, oh, he times it perfectly. It's like, who cares? Yeah, it's not, it's, that's not the problem. <laughs> the problem is you jumping 20 stories onto he, a moving he train. He didn't even, like, backflip. He, like, somersaulted. Like, he would have dropped straight to the ground. He would have not he, been able to get from the ledge over the gap to the train roof. And he doesn't even look like some, like in shape crazy no, like athlete he looks like no. some just regular like pencil neck like he what is that's the most impressive part of the whole episode it's like what? yeah that, that, that's, that's totally another old. moment where they just gloss over like it's not this amazing feat we just witnessed oh sure oh man yeah that, that no that's that's great i love that little moment that's uh that's a great but yeah moment. like he uh he uh puts up like all these billboards is saying you know de-elect mary right. hill and, you know just paint like drawings on his face and stuff and um yeah what happens after the whole uh no because after that is when they like uh, the mayor is unveiling some new public transit that's like automated so that you know it'll always be on time and efficient and then like at the unveiling freaking and somehow uh the clocking makes it so the tracks like are switched and so two true two trains collide and here we talked about this earlier I, I do hope no one was on that train. I guess they yeah. were left to assume that, that they're automatically piloted, hence like the whole electronic system. But uh, yeah, because they, they fully crash into each other, and then luckily somehow everyone at the expose or whatever manages to get out of the way. But yeah. it's a giant freaking calamity. Uh, it is. Um, also, leading up to that, isn't that when Batman is trapped in the vault? Uh Oh yeah, that's the same time, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because this place not there. He tricks him into vault, which yeah, he's then investigating. Locks. Uh, I forget why he ends up at the bank. I, I don't think because he he finds he goes to the traffic center and he finds one of his like the remnants of his stopwatch bomb, and yeah. I think and then he like traces like the credit card or something back to the bank. Uh, yeah, but yeah. But yeah, so he's in this vault, and then there's a vacuum box that is going to suck out all the oxygen. Um, yeah. Uh, something like that i don't know it's it, that's a little weird and then the yeah, box has a bomb on it so like he can't tamper with it or it's gonna well, he, explode like, 
he freaking he leaves the recording and somehow he knows everything that Batman has on his utility belt because like Batman right. about to go to like you know uh, like light the the or like you know his torch uh, to burn yeah, torch through the the wall well through the wall and he's like no don't do that because uh, um, something about he's released this type of combustible I think right. gas into the the vault so he blow everything up yeah. and then the box that has the oxygen. Like vacuum, it has a vibration bomb. Yeah. So if he tries to move it, it will explode. And then Batman, MacGyver's the crap out of the. <laughs> I still don't know how he pulls this off. He doesn't, Ian. It makes no sense. So yeah. he takes the tape recorder. Now this would never work. Now he would have died if it was now nowadays because right. be there are no, there is no tape. It'd be an iPhone. <laughs> right. It would just be yeah a little little thing. But uh. So he, like, takes the tape apart and, like, rigs up a pulley system with the ends of the tape. And this tape is, like, how long did he talk for? Like, 30 well, seconds? The, the a bomb minute? Is, the bomb is for 15 minutes or whatever. No, the, no, no. The vac- but, but, but the tape itself was not a long oh, recording. No, yeah, no. It was, uh, but and somehow it stretches from one end of the <laughs> vault all the way to the other. Then he, like... Uh, you know, Home Alone's the crap out of building up a barricade with like stacks Bags of money, money and yeah. and then is yeah, able to like bags. yeah, like loop the tape through the box. If you can lift the box with that, why couldn't you just lift it yourself? Like that's, that's gonna know, like, that's gonna make it move as much as if you tried to pick it up. Yeah, like I just assumed like vibration means like if you touch it, it will blow up, but I guess not. I guess not if it's touching tape. Um, and if it's touching, you know, recording tape and then he just like pulleys it across and then it like bumps into the, the vault door and explodes opening the vault door. I don't know. It's the most far fetched escape. It's very We've seen not in the Adam West Batman show. Exactly. Even the Adam West show is like, what? (laughs) Yeah. They're even wondering about this, but, uh, that is pretty funny. Um, and then you have the, the cool final, back to the future fight at the the clock, clock face the clock tower face which is i love how the inside is just all gears like just oh, yeah. all gears just everywhere just all right this just let's just make this look as much like a batman fighting a guy called the clock king as possible exactly well hey it makes a lot more sense in this scene than it does in the end of amazing spider-man 2 uh i wish you didn't say that but yes that <laughs> is very true um I, I love how much clock puns and time puns are uh, are, are used. Because, well, they are a lot. But I think they're done really well. Like yeah. It's like this is what they were going for in Batman and Robin. Like That's what yeah. I feel like. Like This is it done where it kind of works. Yeah, it's a, the perfect level of homage to the Adam West series, but still like fits in the Yeah, I, it, the it works. It works. You know, he... Um, Batman can get punny even in this show every now and then. Yeah, you know, I'm here to. He, he, at one point, he says like, "I'm gonna clean your clock." Like, you know, yeah. it, it works. It works. I yeah. I like that. Um, I love the final thing of at one point, Batman does he he's is he like asking him about what he has to do with the mayor or something? He's like, "Did you you know did he did he uh, fire you or did he did he do something?" He's just like, "He did worse. He made me late." That's yeah. awesome. That is awesome. I love that. That's, His whole motivation is because he was late. I love it. Yeah, that, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, I, I, I adore that. I think that's fantastic. Um, but, uh, yeah, this, I, I, you know, I like this. Also, apparently, 
Uh, I just noticed this just from reading this other thing. It's the first time Batman, he only appears during the day. Everything takes place during the day in this episode. Oh, I didn't notice that. You're right. Which is a little weird. That's not typical it's... for uh, the Dark Knight. Yeah, so, I didn't even uh, think about that. But yeah, they're right. Yeah, so it is a, is a, is a, is a, you know, pretty weird there. But anyway, I um, I like this episode. I like this episode. It's nothing amazing, but I do enjoy it. So the episode's fine. Like I don't, I don't love the clocking to me, just because it kind of feels like a more generic, kind of lamer version of the Riddler. Yeah. But he's not. I mean, he's from. He's a comic character. It's Clock King. I, I know he is, but like he's, he's in the a, Batman TV show. We'll get to it at some point. The Adam West oh, Batman I, I, show. I know he exists, but like, <laughs> just, especially in this episode, like I mean, he's got the he's got the top hat, but he has a cane, and the cane is you know like obviously a clock like, hand. Sure, but it's still cane, top hat, glasses has a gimmick. Well, it's not so, a top. It's that like yeah, but it's that bowler hat. Bowler right? hat. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Riddler used it. Yeah. Yeah, so that that's my only thing. But no, it's, it's a it's a solid episode. Yeah, yeah, I uh, I enjoy it. And then of course it ends with the oh, did he die or not? And oh, it's only a matter of time. Yeah, we'll that see. that whole thing. Yeah, so that's you know he'll be back. That type of Batman of ending, which which is great. Yeah, because somehow he survives. Like uh, again, again, he survives a lot. This guy's basically he's a, Superman. He, yeah, he's like the craziest athlete ever. He is. He is. But uh. Maybe, maybe that was a seven years you spent just like training in gymnastics <laughs> and everything. Hey, maybe we don't know. We don't know. There you go. This episode has a higher rating than the other two by one, uh, 7.9 instead of the other two were 7.8. So, um, this aired, yeah, this aired on, uh, September 21st, 1992. It was episode 14 yeah. in the, uh, in the airing date. So yeah, I mean, three good episodes for sure. Uh, yeah, all solid. Yeah, no, not nothing great, nothing, not, nothing really moving like, the needle, but but no, nothing out of the ballpark like the Forgotten or something like that. Yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah, that's a weird one. Yeah, n- nothing that strange. Yeah. Um, but uh, but definitely, but definitely solid ones, regardless. Not for sure. Um, the next Batman the animated series episodes, we kind of the last. Uh, three, right for season uh, one. Yes, yeah, we're gonna finish out the volume one. Uh, we got three pretty good ones too. We got Appointment in Crime Alley, Mad as a Hatter, and then Dreams in Darkness. Yeah, so those aren't three, bad. Three real good episodes. Uh, Appointment in Crime Crime Alley is fantastic, and uh, Mad that was as the a uh, Appointment in Crime Alley is the first one I ever saw. Is it really? Yeah, I just remember that one being the first one. You know, I, I again I caught it when they were rerunning it. I just remember that. I always remember that one was the first one I actually saw. I have no memory of the first one that I saw, so that's nice. pretty cool. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so we're gonna watch that one. Mad as a Hatter's great. And, that's uh, a great one. Um, that's a really good one. And then Dreams of Darkness is underrated one for sure. Another Scarecrow one. We're going right back to Scarecrow. Yeah. So uh, yeah, pretty solid ones coming up. That'll be two weeks. Next week we are going to be. Um, Back with the Adam West Batman TV series. Um, and I'm trying to figure out what episodes we're up to at this point. Uh, we just watched the two Penguin episodes. Right. And uh, let's see. What are we up to next? I need to pull this up here. You can see that. Let's see if it has something to do with rats. Oh, no, it doesn't. Damn. The Ring of Wax. Give him the axe. Those are the two episodes. We're we're back to the Riddler though. 
Okay, well, that's always so, good. So that's always great. We got more uh, Frank Gorshin coming up in the next two episodes. So that'll be next week. Ring of Wax and give um, the axe. Um, yeah, so uh, that'll do it for this episode. Make sure and follow us on Twitter at Uncaped Review. Um, always, I'm always posting different pop culture stuff, movie stuff. Um, obviously stuff on Batman, whole bunch of stuff on there. And so, uh, go ahead and give us a follow there. We follow back Batman fans and movie fans. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Mark Mark brand. You can follow me at Ian Bark Bark. So go ahead and do that as well. Um, any final thoughts, Ian? Uh, oh, something we forgot to mention that was kind of funny. There was a whole BS story where it said comic book experts give the Batman versus Superman Batman like a 99.7 accuracy rating. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I was just like talking about that with some other people. I'm like, what, like what, 0.3% like wrong. What, what, like, what was an eye color wrong or something? And then yeah, I was what, like, I'm what pretty was sure they wrong then. They, they, they never said it was just a, a bullshit technicality so they couldn't say because they want to give it 100 percent i'm sure but um but no i was like i'm pretty sure the animated series will even get a 99.7 percent like get out of here yeah no 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 that's that's garbage that was pretty funny that's stupid yeah that's pretty funny. of course um okay one last thing i forgot to mention this uh oh. today as we are recording this on thursday night you, you guys will hear this in uh, friday morning but Thursday night, February 27th, this is the birthday of Van Williams, who is the actor of, uh, he plays a Green Hornet from the TV show. Oh, yeah. So, to, he, you know, today would be his birthday. He would be turning um, 86, I think. So, um, yeah, 34, 1934. So, he'd be turning, turning 86 today. So, if he was still, if he was still alive. He would be turning 86, but very underrated actor, man. Again, I've been talking about this. I've been rewatching this show, the green Hornet, which is such a good show. And, uh, Van Williams is such an awesome character. Just the way he plays Britt Reed and the green Hornet is awesome. He, he plays it so serious, but like the show is serious. And so it works. It, it, um, yeah, every, his just whole presence is awesome. And, uh, it's, it's a, it's a great, it's a great character really really like his portrayal of this character so um happy posthumous birthday to uh r.i.p van williams for sure all right that'll do it for this episode thanks so much for listening guys make sure and join us next week where we have some more some more batman talk always looking forward to talking more batman so again i'm mark i'm in have a great week <laughs>